What's up, everybody? It's Brad and Andrew from Auto Off Topic. The coloring contest is back and now much improved thanks to super listener Frank Eck. The contest is simple. Complete one of the pages of the coloring book found on our Facebook page or the Auto Off Topic coloring contest Facebook page in any of two mediums. Digital, using any computer program, or analog, be it colored pencil, marker, crayon, watercolor, however you choose. One entry counted per medium per person. Each individual can have a total of two entries, one per format. There will also be two age groups, age 15 and below, and ages 16 on up. Links to the coloring book pages can be found on our Facebook page and the Facebook page for the coloring contest. Electronic entries, including scanned entries, can be sent to us via email, autooftopicpodcast at gmail.com. Paper copies can be sent by snail mail to Auto Off Topic Podcast Contest, 83 Lakeshore Drive, Georgetown, Massachusetts, 01833. Note, all hard copies received will not be returned, period. The contest runs through November 30th. The companies and owners groups donating prizes are Mitsubishi Motors North America, Adventure Driven Design, Forced Performance, Palladian Trucks, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4, Mitsubishi Montero Owners Group of the USA, Florida Mitsubishi 4x4, and Mitsu Nation Facebook Group. Please enjoy this free contest, and don't forget, entries must be postmarked by November 30th, 2017. Good luck. The cold opens when you just kind of, people are just talking. That works well. Right. Not the, uh, is this thing on yet? Yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah. Did you hear the beep? No. Welcome to episode 55 of Auto Off Topic. Uh, how's it going, Brad? It's going well. I'm your other host, Andrew. We should start that over again. That was pretty terrible. Started with a, uh, and a, how are you doing, Brad? And then I'm your other host, which. Yeah. All right. Refresh. Welcome to episode 55 of Ottawa Topic. I'm your host, Andrew. And I am Brad. What's up, Brad? Not much. What's going on? Not too much. Recording a day early. We are. But nobody would know that if you didn't say anything because we're going to release in the normal day. We will. So it's still Thursday. But why are we recording a day day early? Uh, I will be a guest actually tomorrow. I'm not sure when it gets released, but I'm recording tomorrow night on the Crank Journal podcast. Cool. So if you want to hear more of my sultry sounds... You can listen over there on one episode. Um, good guys run that podcast. They're into lower end cars like we are. So uh, they're poor. Yes, they're 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 averages like us. Yep. There's not much talk of Lamborghinis and Ferraris, but uh, we'll fit right in. I'll, I'll fit right in with old Mitsubishi talk. Uh, nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I'm sure you know. If I had the means, sure, I'd have very expensive cars. But I don't. So I have to roll with cheap cars that are fun. You know, I don't think I would, to be honest with you. And I remember when I was a kid, I just wanted to be famous so I could be the guy to show up like the red carpet in like a 510. Yeah. See, they're not cheap anymore. So they used to be when I had that thought. They're still still a lot cheaper than, you know, an exotic car. It's still a $10,000 car. There's plenty of expensive, obscure cars. Oh, for sure. And I'd have lots of them. Yeah. So but I also would still have a couple of Colts and a 510. Yeah, that's true. Passion is passion. doesn't matter how much money you have. Yeah. Like, I don't need to drive Dodge Colts. Like, I could afford other cars. I just enjoy those. Yep. So. 
Stupidity knows no bounds. So it is episode 55. Wow, right? that was terrible. It was man. terrible. That was a terrible uh, yes, Sammy Hagar. It is episode 55, or as you call it, the double nickel. That's right. So what what are we talking about today? Before we get into our topic, we have uh, uh, Project Car Updates. Yeah, we'll do Project Car Updates. Yeah, I thought so. But uh, we swapped that front drive axle seal on Jordan's Xterra. Yep, which have we heard from him? Is it not leaking? He hasn't said anything, so... When he goes, yes. That's yeah. good then. Because he had replaced the axle on the road on his Colorado trip. Yeah. And maybe he just got nicked, or maybe he was just worn to the old axle, and the new axle was a slightly different diameter. That's what I think happened, because I inspected it really closely, and I didn't see any nicks or anything. You could see wear marks on the axle we took out, so I can only assume that it was the original factory axle. The truck's got like 30-ish thousand, I think, on it. You just wore enough of it away. Yeah, it just wore enough away. And it was just leaking. And it was wearing with the other part, though, so it yeah. worked just fine. And then yep. you put a new axle in it and didn't match the wear or whatever of... Yeah. It just... So it just leaked. Yeah. But that was a little bit of a story on that one. Because yeah, because you, you and Jordan had to drive where to get it? Uh, Marlboro Mass, the Marlboro Nissan dealer. Which was like an hour from where yeah, we were was working an, on the truck. It was about an hour each way in the yeah. middle of the day on Saturday. Yeah. Because they gave him a left axle seal instead of a right axle place, seal. Yeah, and they were different sizes. Um, and the only person that had it, the only shop that had it in stock was that hour away Nissan dealer. And the vehicle was a part in your garage blocking your car in because your car was in the lift working on the exhaust. So it was like we need to put it all back together with the broken leaking axle seal and do the whole job again or drive an hour each way and pick up the axle yeah, seal. Yeah, so at first I was like, well, that wasn't super smart to put the running car on the lift in front of the car that we were going to disassemble on the ground. Man, it's not like we don't have all the cars lying around. Yeah, but then I was like, but then it worked out because you guys went to get the seal. Yeah, and you did all the work. To and the I car. fixed the exhaust on the Subaru. Right. It had broken the flange between the midpipe and the muffler. So it was basically running around with the muffler delete. That's why it was so loud. Yeah, it was straight piped. Yeah. Subi bro. Yeah. Straight piped. But it's funny how quiet it still was, even without a muffler. Because it's turboed. Yeah. Yeah. And turbos make good mufflers. Yes, they do. So I just took a cutoff wheel and cut the two flanges off that were all rusty. And then I put in a piece of pipe that fit over one end and inside the other end. And a couple exhaust clamps, and it's fixed. It's temporarily fixed. Like, you're going to fix it for good later on. That's going to last quite a while. Yeah, it'll last the whole winter probably, and then probably in the springtime, because you have another small leak up in the front, and you'll just do a full from downpipe back replacement yeah. exhaust. Yeah. Not of like a, a hot rod part. Of a, exhaust. Yeah, of an STI exhaust that yeah. I had laying around for my old car. Yep. That's basically brand new. So it's a, a, a slight upgrade, I guess, from the stock one. Yeah. but And then it's got... Yeah, it's got a little leak in the donut gasket, but that flange is so fragile, I'm not going to touch it. Right, which is and, why you probably still yeah. have to do more work to it in the springtime. You'll get the you'll get the winter out of it. You know, you got it good enough to get a sticker now. Yeah, I should be able to sneak through the sticker a little. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. It's not one of the things you got to worry about on their new, because here in Massachusetts, we have a new inspection system that just started this month where the uh, inspector has to walk around the car with a camera. And nope. take pictures of like the four corners and the VIN plate nope. and just just the front, rear, 
and VIN plate and odometer. Okay. Well, they have to take pictures, but they don't have to take pictures of like the exhaust and stuff like that. No. So it's just, you'll be able to. It's purely because everybody had the guy that would give them a sticker that you'd pay extra, apparently. Yeah. Like everybody had a guy. Yeah. And because of this fraud, now we have this. So Correct. And everybody who used to be, who used to get the fraudulent stickers is all up in arms that now they can't get a fraudulent sticker. Yeah, because they're just verifying that the car that is being pulled in the bay matches the license plates. Correct. And matches the VIN on the registration. Yeah, so you can't And have the your... ODO matches what's right. being entered in the system because the ODO gets reported back to the registry and insurance companies. It's part of how they check. Your insurance company checks the mileage that you drive every year because they look at your annual inspection. Correct. And some insurance companies give you a discount for driving less. That's right. So in the end, it's a good thing. Yeah. And people are upset about it. I like those guys who have pickup trucks that tires stick out nine miles from the fenders. But Those laws are exactly the same as they were before. No laws have changed. They're just being... They're just verifying the information. Because people were being fraudulent about it. so Yes, which is kind of how it works. You know, if, if you want to screw the system, eventually the system's going to change to catch you. Yeah. So I'm not upset about it. I'm not worried about it. No. All my cars will pass the same way they always have. Yeah. I've gotten through with small exhaust leaks anyways. It's not... Yeah, well, technically, the way the laws are written in Massachusetts in order to get a sticker with your car, you have to have a fully functional OEM exhaust system from front to back. Um, technically the way the law is written, you can't even have like an aftermarket replacement exhaust. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a gray area that has to be had anyway. So, I mean, if you don't roll in and set off car alarms pulling in the garage, usually you're going to be okay. Yep. So anyway, I have no project car updates because I was planning on possibly doing breaks in the Silverado with you at the garage on the last Saturday. Um, and the radiator in your 89 Montero. But we spent so much time chasing parts around that we didn't get to do those things. So. Yeah, so we'll get to those this week. Yeah, we do have a night plan this week to do some more work. So hopefully we can get at least one of those two things knocked out, if not both. Uh, probably do the radiator if, first. If you focus on one of them, it'll get done. Yes. <laughs> and well, then focus on the next one. Well, we'll do the radiator because hopefully yeah. somebody will buy your truck soon and they'll have the new radiator in it. Yeah. So Plus, we have to make sure that radiator works because it's a used radiator and we have to pay for it. Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, have you ever wondered why 80s cars sometimes have speedometers limited to 85 miles an hour? Uh, are you asking me specifically? Yes. Because I have not wondered because I know the basics of the rules. Yeah. And I, know, I know there was a law that was passed by Reagan or Nixon, that era? Nixon. Okay. I know it had something to do with... The energy crisis. Yes. It was the... Oops, I lost the page. National Maximum Speed Law. Yes. Yes. That's what you're looking for. Because they believed that vehicles would get better fuel economy at 55 miles an hour. Okay. Which Um, is not... Completely incorrect. If you're driving slower, you're turning less RPMs and yes. therefore using less fuel. But there's also a... It's not the same for every car. No. One car is going to be more efficient at 62, and one car is going to be more efficient at 51. Like, it's... I mean, 
because of the same note, it all comes down to gearing and weight and aerodynamics. And you also have the fact that if you're driving slower, the engine's running longer. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> there's all kinds of factors that are, are, are in this. It's kind of weird, right? It's And then eventually, so... In now, what 19... we forgot to point out before we started this topic was this is episode 55, which is why we decided to talk about the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. All right. Well, I was going to give people the benefit of the doubt that they were going to figure that out, but... Well, you apparently think higher of our audience than I do. I... <laughs> uh, but this actually, I didn't realize how long this ran for. It was from 1973, so the height of the oil crisis, yep. to 1995. Oh, Okay. Do you know what years they ran the cars that just had speedometers that went to 85? It was supposedly only a couple times in the 80s. Because I know I have a few cars that have 85 mile an hour speedometers. So according to what I found, it was October 1st, 1980, uh, a regulation that also regulated speedometer and odometer accuracy, the N. HTSA, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, yep. uh, required speedometers to have special emphasis on the number 55 and a maximum speed of 85 miles per hour. Okay. So this is October 1st, 1980. It says, however, on October 19th, 1980, the NHTSA proposed eliminating speedometer and odometer rules because they were unlikely to yield significant safety benefits. And a highlighted 55 on a speedometer scale adds little to the information provided to the driver by a roadside speed limit sign. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. So it was voluntary. I guess car manufacturers decided to continue to do it. They stuck it. with it for a while. They stuck with it for a long time. Because I have a few cars that have an 85-mile-an-hour speedometer. I think it was specifically mostly American cars. Well, I Do have... you have Japanese cars that have this? It's a gray area. Because they're badged because as they're, American cars. I have, like, the Plymouth Sapporo, which is a Mitsubishi Galant. Yeah. It has a digital speedometer readout. Yeah. But it stops going up at 85. Okay. It just it pegs at 85. All right. So anything over that, you have no idea how fast you're going. Because at least with some of the ones that have a standard um, orange needle, you know, or needle and numbers, it can go beyond the 85, and you can kind of gather where it is, like based on spacing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but on that one there, it, the digital odometer goes to 85 and just stops there. So digital speedometer, I should say. I don't think the Starion has an 85-mile-an-hour speedometer. I think it was mostly American cars. So that's a gray area, like I said, because my cars aren't. I know, like, uh, my dad's 89 S10 went to 85. It was definitely a GM thing. And yeah, I definitely house. remember it in older, my parents had a couple older Fords. Yeah, it was definitely an American thing. Yeah, I remember my car was at the 85 on hours, but I wanted to. So during the height of the oil crisis, President Nixon signed this national maximum speed limit into law. And uh, for the first year, it was sort of like, all right, this is going to save fuel. And yeah, it did save some fuel. And people also noticed that uh, transportation, like highway driving fatalities went down. Well, they did go down. Yes. Okay. So then people were like, well, that must be because people are driving slower. So let's keep this up. Okay. But supposedly later on, research has proven that this was because 
since gas was in a shortage nobody was driving. And so expensive, nobody was driving. Okay, that makes so sense. So naturally, too. fatality is going to go down with less people on the roads. And for the 23 years that this standard, this law was in place, uh, it was basically pitched as safety keep speeds down speed kills right yeah so you see that on a lot of things from that era speed kills like u-haul trucks all had uh speed kill stickers in the on the gauge clusters yep so uh, especially in the u-haul truck but yeah. <laughs> the this not uh, maintained truck will kill you if you go too fast mm-hmm. so essentially um you know it was like well we're gonna keep everything to 55 because people will drive slower and be safer. and um, But this sort of sparked a lot of interesting things, right? So the, uh, like, what kind of things spiked in sales, right? CBs yep. and radar detectors. Because it was later figured out that... People weren't actually driving in 55. They were just... It was almost, in studies they did... Like surveys, over eighty percent of drivers break the speed limit during this time period. Okay, because fifty-five is really slow, especially if you're in like the middle of the country where there's just hundreds of miles of nothing, and there's just nothing. You need to get places. Yeah, you're just wasting time. So, you know, something else that is interesting that comes out of this era is this is where the Cannonball Run comes from. Okay, the the actual Cannonball the, Run. The Not real... The well, the movie came from that same era, too, but yeah. the... But I thought the first Cannonball Run was 78. Yeah, this was during oh, yeah, yeah, during, yeah, during the time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this I was... I was thinking of the 1980, which is the speedometer ratings. Yep. Nope, this was started by Brock Yates, and this was... He wanted to prove that a well-trained driver in a good car could travel the country's highways safely and quickly above the 55-mile-an-hour limit. And they did, decided they were going to do this by driving as fast as they can across the country. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, when you put uh, Dan Gurney in a Ferrari. Yeah, he's going to make it there and he's going to make it there safely yeah. and on time. Yeah, exactly. Or way ahead of time, I should yeah. say. Uh, just as a sidebar from the original conversation about speedometers. Now, my 83 Sapporo, which is a Mitsubishi, badge is a Plymouth, yeah. has the 85 mile an hour speedometer. But my 84 Starion, I just looked up a picture on a Flickr page, has a 150-mile-an-hour speedometer. Ooh. So it's like the one-year newer, is... but it's a Mitsubishi. So I don't... I don't Was know. the 55 highlighted on it? Uh, it is not. Yeah, it's definitely an American thing. Yeah, every number is exactly an American the same. American nameplate thing. So, yeah. No, every number is exactly the same from 0 to 150. So not it, that it's ever seen it, 150, no, but... It's <laughs> similar to... The way that Japanese cars had the the limited 276 horsepower, right? The, the gentleman's agreement. Right. They all had well over 300 yeah. by the end. Yeah. So it's similar to that. And the other thing that people did, so they bought radar detectors. This is like the golden era of radar detectors. Yeah. The fuzz buster. Yep. Uh, people really started picking up on Citizens Band radio. Right, CBs. because people would call out where the cops were hiding on the highway. Yep. So that you could go super fast and not worry about it because somebody would tell you, you know, what was a smoky behind the sign, a uh, mile marker which, 32. Which I, I don't use Waze, but I guess Waze has that feature. 
It does, yes. It can mark where police speed traps are. Yep, it marks it marks everything. It marks speed traps and like broken down cars. So it's a modern in the road. It's a modern CB system. Yeah, pretty much. Except it requires you to hold your cell phone in your hand, which is illegal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Waze is dumb, but that's just me. Yeah, Google Maps works just fine for me. Well, Google Maps bought Waze. Oh, did they really? Yeah. I don't think it'll work better then. So yeah, Cannibal Run, the actual thing, was for that. But it also made the movies a whole thing of that whole era of like campy, like crossing the country race movies. Well, yeah. You ended up with Cannibal Run, the movie. Mm -hmm. You ended up with Smoking the Bandit. Mm -hmm. Like these are all things. Gumball Rally. Yeah. These are all Um, things that were spawned by. Or there's there's a bunch of other ones too. There are a whole bunch of them. This, um, this sort of weird law. And then that said that people would be safer driving slower. But a lot of the argument was that the speed differential, because you do have some people that would obey the law and drive 55. And the guy going by and weaving through traffic at 85. Yeah. uh, It's kind of like weird. I don't know. It's, but it's funny because when they turned this off and they get rid of this as a law, a lot of those Midwestern states jacked the speed limit way up. Like, I think it was Montana that had no speed limit for a while. For a long time. Yeah, they had, it was uh, reasonable and prudent. And then just a speed limit at night. Correct. And now it's 85. But there's nobody in Montana, and you need except to get for, places. Except for the police who want to play over doing over 55 and yeah. making revenue out of it. Yeah. Which is another thing that this was obviously, you know, part of, was it turned into a revenue for small towns. Well, if you if your state was in noncompliance, you would not receive federal funding during this time period for highways. Okay. F- for uh, interstates. Okay. Maintenance. But what I'm saying is the states that were in compliance, a lot of small towns, now they cop, the, the police officers in the town may have never gone on the interstate, but now that the speed limit was 55, it became revenue for that town that the interstate yes. went through. Yep. So it was a lot. That's what, a lot, like I said, a lot of that, the movies are, make fun of that. You know, all the cops are doing nothing but sitting out there waiting to catch speeders. Yes. Which isn't the way it is anymore. I mean, yeah, there's still traffic enforcement, but it's not as prevalent as it was then. Yeah. And you're not going to see a lot of local, you know, municipalities running radar on an interstate. That's more for, you know, state enforcement. Yeah. I mean, there was even one, I forget his name now, there was one law enforcement chief or whatever, you know, his argument was like, why do I need to have a guy out at 10 o'clock in the morning checking for... 55 mile an hour speed speeders. Right. When I could instead pay this guy to be out on a Friday night looking for drunks. Correct. Like, which is a huger, significantly more dangerous. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a crazy thing, right? Like, let's just limit the speed limit. Yeah. Well, it's not crazy. I mean, it was an idea that didn't work. Nope. So that's how you find out. It doesn't work. You do it and it doesn't work. So, I mean, for 23 I, I didn't realize it went for that long. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I remember it being a big deal in 95 because in 95, you know, I was a teenager. Um, and I remember reading, because I used to read Car and Driver and Road and Track. Oh, yeah, yeah Brock Gates, yeah. Car and Driver. Oh, exactly. But I remember there being articles about how it was such a big deal that Montana was going to this no speed limit and some states were going to 75 miles an hour. And it was a huge, like, the car magazines loved it. And all the car magazines went to Montana <laughs> because they could. <laughs> Yeah. And there was an article about it. I remember articles about, you know, how reasonable and prudent is hard to enforce because what does it mean? Like, who's to say what 
one car is capable of and what one car wasn't capable of. So it was kind of like they were, Montana was like, well, we're finally free of this regulation. Let's just damn the torpedoes and go all out. Autobahn through Montana now. So, But it turned out that people were getting pulled over a lot going over like 85, 90. That's what they kind of arbitrarily determined was the non-speed limit. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? So why, um, you know, so like, where am I here? The, I don't know your point, no. <laughs> so what's the difference from the 70s to now? And, you know, why? Well, well, in 1973, a lot of cars wouldn't do a steady 85, 90 miles an hour. No, they wouldn't. And, and they weren't very safe. They weren't very safe, exactly. So now you have a car. You know, if you bought, you know, say, so you used 1995 as the year. If you have a 1995 car, even an economy car, say, you know, we had that 95 Mirage for 14 years. Yeah. That car would do 100, 110 miles an hour all day long without even thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't go much faster than that. It, but it, it was definitely fine at 75. Yeah. 75, 80 would be totally comfortable. But, I mean, it went even faster without even being an issue. Yeah. That equivalent car would have been a Colt in the 70s. Yeah. And I have a 74 Colt. And, you know... 80 is a on a good day downhill. It's not you know not with a four speed transmission and right. It's just bouncing the rev limiter. Yeah, it just doesn't work right. Right. So they weren't designed to do that. No, and I mean it got decent fuel economy, but a modern car with fuel injection would get better. Yeah, I'm sure it would. And they have taller gears and more gears, and it's just and more crash bars and airbags and. Better seatbelts, and <laughs> that's just a safer, a safer car. Well, so yeah, know. automakers didn't rely on slower speeds to improve efficiency and safety. Like they, no, they continued to improve. Yeah, yeah, they just made cars better and better and better. And yeah. now we're, we got to the point where I think speed limits are still kind of low. You in know, a lot of places. I think in a lot of places they are. Like it depends on the road. Yes, and the amount of traffic it has. I think a lot of interstates are pretty low. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that I mind that because I own slow cars <laughs> from the 70s. And, you know, if every speed limit around here was 85, I don't think that some of my cars would get much use. I mean, it's only finally, like, recently you get up in Interstate 93 in New Hampshire, and they raised it to 70, 70 north yep. of Concord, which is nice because there's just there's nothing, nothing there. there. Yeah. You just need to get places. Yeah. And the same thing when you get out west, a lot of a 70, 75... Now they're getting up into 80 in some places. Uh, Texas has some 85-mile-an-hour speed limits. Well, it was funny when it was 55 Yeah. because it would be you'd be on a three-lane interstate doing 55 miles an hour, and you'd get off that three-lane interstate onto a two-lane back road, and it would still be 55 miles an hour. So it was... Yeah, that's the other thing. So a, a back road that... A two-lane back road that the speed limit is 55 is inherently more dangerous... Yeah, there's interstate. a lot more that can happen. Yes. There's, there's crossing streets. There's no yeah. guardrails. Yeah. There's... A controlled access interstate yeah. is... The purpose of that is to make it safer. <clears throat> Correct. So you can go as fast as your car can capably safely go. Yeah. Technically. But it was funny to me when I drove cross country to Austin, Texas. Like, once I got to Texas, I wasn't speeding anymore. I... I would comfortably travel at 70 miles an hour and not be speeding because it would take you like four hours to get from like one end of the state just to Austin, Texas, which is kind of in the middle. 
So that's one thing there. I would say, oh, you know what was the one of the coolest things, right? So with CBs, um, there is a story of how like truckers came to be like folk heroes. Okay. And, uh, you know, like truckers realized that their trucks were basically could be like rolling walls to protest stuff, the 55 mile an hour speed limit. Mm -hmm. So they could either like block and slow traffic patterns, or if they wanted to, they could form a convoy with their CB and just drive really fast. Because what they figured, they like only one of them is going to get pulled keep over. Pull them all over, yeah. yeah. So they just keep going, and then you ever seen that movie? Which one? Convoy. I've never seen that movie. Really? No. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I think that's where this part of this is inspired by. So yeah, it could be. That's uh, it's basically like Cannibal Run with trucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, and I mean that's where you get all those the pop culture stuff, like you know everybody used handles. Right. That's definitely the trucker thing. Yep. And uh, you know. Like front door was the lead truck in the conv- in the convoy, yep. and then of course bears are state troopers, yep. Which is supposedly because of the uniform, the hat resembles Smokey the Bear. Okay, and that's where the bear yeah, they call them Smokies or bears, yep. or whatever. So that's where that came from. I did not know that, but that yep. makes sense. Um, and then of course the uh, you know put the hammer down apparently is to accelerate. Um, I just actually was reading something as you were talking yeah. and cause we were talking about, and I, I want to, you know, replace some information that we said earlier. Um, we were talking about how it became a, like a money grab for local municipalities and stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize this, that there were a lot of states adopted the rule because they wanted the federal funds, Yes, but then they changed their ticketing process. Yes. To minimize the impact on drivers who were speeding. Yes. So some states that were like out west, like yeah. Arizona handed out Nevada, like, Arizona, like Montana, economy, Nevada. like you're ruining the economy tickets or something. No, they were energy wasting fines. That's what it was. So it wouldn't be a speeding ticket that went against your, you know, your driver's license. It was an energy wasting fine. Yeah. So if you're going not exceeding 70 miles an hour, but exceeding 55, so you were speeding that 15 mile an hour range. Yeah. They'd give you an energy wasting ticket for $5. Now, to be fair, <laughs> if there is a shortage of gasoline and you're driving really, really fast, you probably shouldn't. You should probably be conserving it. Well, it's also 1973 and most cars got nine miles per gallon this no matter true. how fast they were this going. That's true. <laughs> so I mean, I, obviously we weren't that. alive. I don't remember what it was like to have to wait in line for gasoline no. or... It's, no, and I hope never to. No. So, but, I mean, I, like, you know, basically it's always been sort of the resistance to the speed limit is sort of our, this, like, speed limit law was always argued as states' rights because states should be able to set their own speed limits. This is like a, a low-key version of what's going on now with states' rights, so... <laughs> well, it's sort of like a libertarian thing that you, uh, you know, it was like big government imposing this national speed limit when the state should really be regulating their own uh, speed limits, but they were 
tied to federal funds for highway improvements because you don't want to spend all the money on highway improvements that your state has. Oh, of course not. Especially when they're interstates because interstates were actually for potential wartime use. They were wartime use at interstate commerce. Yes. So you shouldn't have to rely on it entirely by your estate because you're just a pass-through. Yeah. So if you're a state like Rhode Island, obviously you're going to have less money to maintain your roads exactly. than a state like New York. Yeah. Because so, you're not getting a lot of uh, drivers driving through it and you're getting yeah, tolls. Exactly. Which is why I'm, I'm willing to bet this is why there are so many tolls in like Maryland. Yeah. Because they have to make up for the lack of registered cars and taxpayers in Maryland to maintain that stretch of highway. But you have I-95 driving right through the middle of it. Right. And it costs you... Like fifty dollars in tolls to go through Maryland. It's so expensive. Yep, and the same thing in New York. All New York's because of bridges. Yes, uh, it's a lot of us to maintain bridges. Whereas Maryland is just still just highway and it charges a lot of money. And but and New York roads are terrible. Oh, they're pretty awful. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do more with they don't like to shut down the road to do construction. Because yeah, they don't have space for the cars to go if they do yeah so they do construction less than other new york was apparently one of the last to uh raise speed limits oh was it really yeah yeah the roads are so bad you can't go faster than 55 anyway yeah well a lot of these states even after 95 held on to the 55 mile an hour limit and even there's roads around here that are still 55 yeah like 128 yep which clearly can handle a lot higher speeds considering everybody at 128 does 80 yeah. Yeah. It's 55 is merely a suggestion. Yeah, that's the point. thing. I mean, modern cars now uh, can handle those speeds easily. Yeah. They're a lot safer. Yeah. And uh, even most older cars that are still on the road can do 75, 80 miles yeah. an hour. So, I mean, I'm just going to say, so my like personal opinion is like the whole host of reasons that car accidents happen is not always speed. No, like, it's not. It's never speed. It's usually somebody else. It's, it's usually... Okay, it's not never speed. No, um, it's, it's not always speed. Yeah, it's not. Okay, I, that's better. It's usually distracted Direct, driving. Recklessness and distractedness. You're distracted driving, driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol, poor maintenance of the car, and poor driver training. See, I think that in our state specifically, poor maintenance of the car does not cause a lot of accidents because we have the inspection process. It seems like there's a lot of cars sometimes that you're like, how did this get a sticker? Yeah, but you don't see a lot of cars crashing because of poor maintenance, except maybe like tires. People don't pay attention to their tires. Ball joints fail, but somehow people miss those. Yeah. Well. I've seen I've seen a number of wheels fall off cars. Yeah, but they usually wind up in a bad accident because they usually wind up. No, it's, I, yeah, I guess. The ones I've seen, like I was, out, jo- I was out jogging highway. one day and the wheel fell off a car. It bounced by me down the street as I was jogging. That's kind of frightening. <laughs> I'm just picturing those videos on YouTube of the guy filling up his gas tank at the gas station, the tire knocking him out in the head. So. And then uh, I was out walking the dog here in front of my house, and I see a car parked like off to the side of the road, and just the wheel flipped up into the fender well because the ball joint just broke, just driving down the street. So that's not good. No, but that I guess that can happen not even as a lack of maintenance, but that can be from damage if you hit a curb and weaken something. And everything seems okay, and you drive away, and then you have a failure. Yeah, this is true. So that's not entirely a lack of maintenance either. But uh, just my point is that just having people drive slow isn't an end-all solution. Because how many, like, I think, oh, it was the night we were returning the trailer. We were doing the speed limit in your truck 
the we're either, in the back. Yeah, yeah or actually, yeah, we were taking the trailer, yeah. and then there was a dump truck in the middle lane doing yeah. like forty-five. Yeah, and we didn't notice he was doing forty-five until it was like because his oh, lights whoa. were his running lights yeah. were so dim. Yep. It was like, come on, like. Well, it's funny because I was actually just reading an article today. I don't remember where I was reading it, but it was about uh, automated cars. Yeah. And how there's been a lot of automated car accidents lately, but not the automated car. It'd be the human driver behind the automated car rear-ending the automated car. Yeah. Because it's driving too slow or it's coming to a full stop at every stop sign and accelerating like very cautiously away from these stop signs. And the human drivers behind them are... A lot more aggressive, and they're not used to coming to a full stop at every stop sign. <laughs> and when the car accelerates to a stop sign, you know the human driver behind it will look left and see that hey, I can go, and they'll hit the gas and they'll accelerate into the back of the car, accelerating slowly yeah, to the stop there. sign. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a uh, a thing to be said about over cautious is sometimes worse than going too fast. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's just like that's the other thing in this. We don't, at least in this area. People do not observe the drive right rule. No, people just hang in the left lane all the time. All the time. Yeah. Actually, I got the um, blue lights behind me in the left lane the other day. Yeah. Which embarrassed me more than anything else because I am a staunch proponent of hanging in the left lane. And I was in the left lane passing somebody, and the cop came right up on me. And the second I got past the car I was passing, he flipped the blue lights on. I was like, come on, guy. I haven't had a chance yet. Like, I'm not hanging out here. I promise. <laughs> I didn't want to cut the other guy off. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Almost every day on my compute, I'll just be in the right lane. Like, not even really speeding. Just moving along and passing yep. people that are in the left. Yes. Because they're just sitting there. For, so, whatever, yeah. whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, I don't, there, there are two ways that I can commute to work. And one of them involves a two-lane highway, 128, that we previously spoke about, which has a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit that nobody observes. Yeah. Um, and people use that road to just drive in whatever lane they feel like it. There's two lanes. One is a passing lane. One is a driving lane. And I'd say 50% people on that road just sit in the passing lane for no apparent reason. Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. But I mean, it is pretty neat that speed limit is going back up now. It isn't. It isn't. Like I said, makes me a little scared driving an old car that doesn't want to do 85 miles an hour, but. I'll take back roads, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I follow the nine over way of thinking generally. Yes. yes. What, what, what is this? PPD police department? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the highway. No, it's true. It's, it, you have a understood risk that you are speeding and you could get pulled over, but there's generally going to be somebody speeding faster than you. So you're probably okay. No, it's just, I 64 and a 55, 74 and a 65. Well, yeah, it's just the because ten over is a bigger fine. Oh, is that why you do it that way? Yeah. Okay. I always thought it was because you just kind of fly into the radar. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Just the nine over, whatever the posted speed limit is, and then I just generally a lot of times I just generally move the traffic. Yeah, whatever like, traffic's doing, that's what I'm doing. I'm not really paying too much attention to the exact speed. And which, you, you, you know your average range that you're in, and you just kind of go along with the flow of traffic. Which I think with clear weather and daylight, and the speed the speed should really be up to the driver. Oh, I agree, but you're never going to get that to pass. So No. Well, some places. Out west. Well, they did it, and they repealed it. Yeah, but out west, I, I think the speed limits will probably go up more. Like out in the western states. 
just because there's so much area in between places. Yeah. At least in like the pass through parts of the states. Yeah. And when you get to the populated area, obviously it will slow down. Yeah. So I can see that. I know. I have a note here that the 55 limit is probably fine for Brad <laughs> since he drives cars from that era. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, most of my cars will do faster than than the speed limit. Um, but even like my big V8 Camaro doesn't like to go faster than 65 miles an hour because it's geared so low. Yeah. So what does it have in the rear end? I, Do you know? I don't know the exact number. I forget what they are. But it must be four somethings. No, I think it's lower than that. That's the three somethings. That's why it's so bad. Oh, right, yeah. right. It goes that way. I yeah. always forget. No, a lower gear is a more acceleration. Yeah. And less top end. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what they are, but. The car's pretty peppy off the line, but then you hit 65 and the car's almost a red line. So. Yeah. Oh, so it's probably. No, 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 no. Higher number is faster acceleration. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a drag racer. I don't pay no, attention to no, this that's stuff. That's what it was. No, because uh, I remember that the hot thing was to do with the Fox bodies, put like 393s in it. Cause okay. Because it, it had like. 373s. Yeah. 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 It, oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because I, I think my dad's Pontiac has like a 2.7 something. It's okay. Got, it's got real tall rear end Super gears. tall. Yeah. yeah. So the lowered number is a taller. The lowered number is a taller gear. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I, I put that backwards in my head. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's probably a 4.10 or something yeah. in the back yeah. of the Camaro. It's, it's like camera F-stops. They're reverse of what yeah. you think they should Just be. confuse everybody. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, why? Why does thing? Why are things like that? <laughs> Just for confusion factor. Sure. Well, it makes sense because it's a, a gear reduction, basically. So it's yes four. So a four ten is four turns to every one turn. So that's why it's. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I never really thought about it too hard. I just knew that the higher the number the quicker the acceleration yeah well it's 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 a number so if the drive shaft turns once then the rear end turns 4.1 times yeah and a 410 yeah. or the drive shaft turns once that's like the rear end turns 2.7 so times when you put bigger wheels on your truck bigger wheels and tires because those are spinning slower you put faster gears to compensate correct yep. and everything's all screwed up your odometer screwed up and your speedometer screwed up yeah it's all a big mess you could re-gear the speedometer. Nobody does that. No. Then you won't know if you're driving 55. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're not. If, if you're following traffic, you're not doing 55. No. But anyway. Yeah, I don't remember what gear it has. I'll, I'll look into what gear the back of the Camaro has. I have the build sheet, so I could look it up. But I know it's stock, and I'll leave it that way. So it's like everything else in that car. But generally speaking, cars are safer. I think a lot of fatalities are down. Oh, it's hard to get killed in the car now with airbags and seatbelts and couple yeah. zones. I mean, it would be nice if less people use cell phones while driving. I'm sure. But, you know, that would generally improve everybody's road safety. Well, there's always been a debate about distracted driving ever since the first radio was put in a car back in the 20s. I I don't mind if uh, somebody's like got their phone in a holder and they're talking on speakerphone because to me that's like having a conversation in the car. To you it is. Some people can't do both things. Okay, 
Some people are distracted just by having a conversation. All right. So that's why it's so hard to talk about distracted driving because it means something different to everybody. Yeah. Some people can't if drink you're, a cup of coffee while driving. Yeah. I mean, can. if your hands are occupied because you're reading a phone while driving, that's... It's not the, that's, I see, I don't think it's the hands being occupied. It's the eye, the sight of eye line. You know, if you're looking down at a phone, yeah. you're going to miss something going on. Yeah. But same as if you're looking down at your radio. You know, I had a customer the other day, obviously, names won't be mentioned in any way, or walk in a car they were driving, but they were feeding their dog a hamburger, and they crashed <laughs> their car very badly. Like, totaled their car, because they were distracted by feeding The dog their, was fine. You told me this story. The dog was fine, yes. They they were distracted by feeding their dog a hamburger. Like, it's... Distracted driving has so many different definitions. You can be distracted by the scenery. You can be distracted by a car coming the other way. And there's so many things that can distract you that it's just like a hot button phrase more than anything else. You ever done that sometimes? Where you'll Fed like, my dog a hamburger in the no. car? No, I have not done that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you'll like look. Uh, I did the other day. I was playing with the radio. And then I looked back up and I was like, holy shit. I just drove like, like what, 100 yards and wasn't looking at wasn't the road? Wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. And in the same note, I've done, like, look down and play at the radio and look back up and be like, oh, crap, I got the brakes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's so many different definitions of distracted driving. I wasn't using a cell phone. I was literally adjusting the factory installed radio on the dashboard. Like, yeah. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Or sometimes I'm looking too far ahead that I'm looking beyond the car. Yeah. Well, that's part that of too. being a good driver. But I do that same thing. Like, oh. No, just distracted driving is a whole, another whole issue. It's not even a – you can't even begin to have a discussion about distracted driving and expect to get much out of it with two minutes of conversation. There's just, there's just so many different things. Um, I remember – I think it was in Popular Mechanics. They republished an article um, from a Popular Mechanics in the 30s or 20s or whenever the magazine first started. Um, and it was all about a debate on radios and cars. Hmm. Uh, because it was a, it was looked at as a distraction, and the people are going to be just paying attention to what's going on on the radio, and they're not going to pay attention to driving, and they're going to be at traffic accidents. And it was just the, the same thing we hear today with cell phones. And obviously cell phones are more involved distraction than a radio, um, depending on what you're using it for. But it's just everybody has different things mm-hmm. they can multitask with. Yep. You know, We know some people that can't talk to you in the passenger seat while driving a car in a straight line. That's true. So... I just never, uh, it's interesting, I just never realized that this speed limit law went for so many years. I thought it was only during the oil crisis. Oh, I knew it went for a long time. I wasn't sure the exact, I didn't know when it started. I thought it started in the 80s. I didn't realize it started in 73. Yeah. Um, I knew it was related to the energy crisis, but I didn't think that anything government moved that fast, that they could change this law (laughs) that quickly. See, I thought that, I literally thought that it was only during the oil crisis because that's when you hear about all that's where like CBs came from, like truckers and convoys. Gas rationing. Yeah, I thought that was literally just during the oil crisis. Nope. But nope. It hung around for twenty three years, and a lot of people didn't like it. So I think the argument now is not the argument. The discussion now is you have to watch Convoy. Yep. Um, and you have to watch Gumball Rally. You haven't seen? You said no. I've seen that. Oh, okay. Definitely seen that. Sorry, right, so you should watch. You gotta watch. Just Convoy. Convoy, yeah. That's a good one. I'm surprised you haven't seen that movie. No. Nope. I don't think there's any other... Are there any other movies about, like, cross-country rally movies? 
There were a few. I it's mean, like Speed Zone. That was one. I like that. That was one. that was later though. That was a John Candy movie. That was, was it a John Candy movie? One hundred percent. Really? I thought it was John Candy. Am I... Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. I thought Speed Zone had the Lamborghini in the beginning that was like skipping over water. Yeah, but I could have sworn John Candy was in it. It's also not a good movie, but I don't know. I'll fight that one with you. Maybe it's a good movie. Maybe it's not a good movie. Yeah, John Candy. Really? Yes. I knew it was John Candy. You maybe doubt myself. An illegal race that takes place over... Stupid ad blocked when I was reading. Yeah, Peter Boyle, John Candy, Tim Matheson, Eugene Levy, Brooke Shields. It's Mother's, it's Mother's Brothers film. What? This is so weird. So, but that was... Listen, the... Uh, oh. That was oh, oh, where I, It was a lot later. Oh, yo, that's Cannibal Fever. No, it's an alternate title for Speed Zone. Oh. Same movie. But, <laughs> you know, it's weird, though, right? So it's like an illegal... This is the summary... Oh, this is a summary that somebody wrote. An illegal race that takes place over the United States, and nothing will stop this bunch of racers except for the occasional cop or damsel in distress. Jackie Chan's car is not in this one. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, I don't think Jackie Chan's in the movie. No. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, that's strange. Anyway, anyway, that's the uh, quick the quick synopsis of the fifty five mile an hour speed limit with a little offshoot on terrible movies you shouldn't watch. Like I think I, I kind of want to watch it. It's at, have you seen it before? I feel I, like you have. I feel like I've saw it. This yeah. is the one with the yeah the, the kids like fishing with his grandfather yeah. and the Lamborghini like skips across the pond. Yeah, yeah, it's the opening scene. I think, but it's definitely a gigantic movie. I remember it, being, it used to be on like. Um, Comedy Central. Yeah, they're playing Comedy Central in the afternoons all the time. Yeah, but I would say you should watch Convoy first. Just because. Anyway, that's uh, that an episode, Andrew? I think so. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of floundering here, just looking on the computer here. So I think it's time to end the oh, episode. <laughs> Anyways, I do have one thing important. So if you like our podcast... Please go on to Facebook and like our page. Then set it up to see updates first for our page. Otherwise, we get beat by Facebook algorithms and nobody tends to see our posts, it seems. That's true. I'm going to try some different methods. But uh, if you want to ask us questions, it makes it easier to see those posts if you get it set up to see our posts first. And I'm going to try to reshare those things like two days in a row. Yep. Uh, so it's very difficult to have Facebook uh, a p- Facebook post seen organically. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that once you get over a certain amount of uh, followers, you get buried. Yeah. People, they well, Facebook wants you to pay to play. Yeah. I constantly, every time I post something now to our page, it's like, boost this post for $3. Like, yeah, because no, like, we're well over you know a few yeah. hundred followers now. So we now, have. Not to say all our listeners aren't worth it. I just don't think it's worth it. To pay for it. I think we should... I don't think it's worth it at the moment to pay for it. No. Um, I think we should stick it to them. Yeah. And have everybody... <laughs> we should figure out a way to do it. Uh, we're going to try some different stuff where I... If we post stuff to Facebook inside of Facebook instead yes. of posting it from Instagram, 
I will still post question posts on Instagram. Do a separate. Post I will do on, a separate post yeah. on Facebook. I have noticed because Facebook does now show you a count of how many people have seen the post. Like it'll show you how many people have seen it, mm-hmm. and that number has dropped significantly lately. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So, but I think that's because we have over so many followers now that Facebook is like, oh, this page is getting popular. We're going to bury it and make them pay. Exactly. So, so there is some sort of Facebook magic. I also heard from somebody posting the other day on Facebook that if you tag a bunch of people in a post, it mm-hmm. will also bury it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we don't tag anybody usually. Uh, sometimes I tag you or I tag our guest so that our okay. guest friends will see it. Yeah. And supposedly that messes with the algorithm. Which actually too. makes sense because we did that with Ken's last week and I noticed that it only had like 87 views. Yeah. Which it, I know more than 87 people saw it because it would have been on Ken's wall, your wall, and my wall. Yeah. So that's 1,500 people at yeah. least. So probably more. It's it's kind of a bummer. I mean, we don't uh, we don't make anything from this at this time. but Right. Um, we got free coffee. Yeah, we did. Thanks to Beeline Coffee Company. Yes. But basically, if you want to support us, try to do that. We're going to try to market this a little bit differently so we can get more listeners. And then eventually maybe we will have stuff that um, allows us to do other things. But for now, if you could do that. And then, of course, uh, again, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yep, And don't forget, you know, the ad ran before the show, but we have the coloring contest is ramping up. A um, couple months left on the entry date for that. We got a ton of good prizes in. We don't really talk about the prizes in the ad, but I got some bags of swag from Mitsubishi. Yep. Um, our friend uh, Dan at Wasabi Cars sent over a really cool um, Japanese market model car magazine. It's oh, really? Like a book. Yeah. I'll give that away. Um, Paladin Trucks gave me some really nice T-shirts to give away to promote their business. Um, really cool Mitsubishi Jeep on like a military green t-shirt, uh, with their logo above it. Um, even if you're not into Mitsubishis. Yeah. Some cool stuff there. Just, yeah. Just yeah. color in the stuff. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, I got a, a little box from force performance with, uh, their, like a turbocharge, a turbo company. Um, they make a lot of turbo accessories and hot rod parts. Um, got a cool box from them with some swag, some shirts, some plate frames, um, key change. There's cool something stuff. for everyone. Yeah, no, there's a lot of cool stuff coming in for sure. So, and I'm sure I forgot something right there, and I apologize if I did. But we're going to start putting up pictures of all the prizes that we've been generously why, donated by. people. Why don't you put them on the Instagram page? Yeah, 100. percent Do them like one a day. Yep. Yeah, we can talk about that off air, but yeah, we'll so, I'll start doing that this do week. That. So, so I'm excited. I want to keep everything myself, but I won't. I promise. No, we can't. <laughs> I wish I could, but we can't because yeah. people are cool and they donate it, but, and we want to give it away to listeners. So oh, absolutely, 100%. Complete, compete in the contest, please. Which actually, the coolest thing is the Mitsubishi swag bags have a 2017 Mitsubishi coloring book in them. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I didn't even know existed. Nope. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, of course, like us on Facebook, yeah. on Off Topic Podcast. If anybody can't tell, we're recording this episode really late at night because Brad was distracted and... Screwed up the time frame. That's okay. Half asleep down here. Follow uh, us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic. You can follow me on Instagram at Race and Anger. Follow me on Instagram at TSISS350 yeah. and at Vintage Imports of New England. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Keep your cars analog.